Welcome to The Ether. Today is Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Intern Capital. Everyone knows interns make the world go round, so when it comes to picking out your interns, make sure you choose the best. The best you say, that's right, the best. And everyone knows all the best interns come from Intern Capital. Be sure to follow Intern Capital on Twitter and go mint yourself an intern over on One Planet. There's still time. Links are in the show notes. For more information, check out intern.capital and be sure to follow Intern Capital on Twitter for daily shit posts and stock tips. Wow. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, the White Whale Community Update number eight. Let's take a listen. And then we'll get um, into some alpha and then we'll do a Q&A at the end. And as always, um, quick disclaimer that all statements in this call may be based on the opinions of the team and may be subject to change. Nothing said in this call is financial advice. Over to you, Sebastian. Thank you, sir. I would like to welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us your time. Also, thank you for um, being flexible as we we had to postpone the call till today. Um, I, I came down with a wicked stomach virus on Friday, um, actually Thursday afternoon last week. So thank you all for bearing with us um, and being flexible. Um, I think we have a pretty interesting call for you guys today. Um, There are some interesting updates and things we do want to discuss with you all. Um, I am going to have SEMCON at some point give an overview of the bots and where they are at in development so you can hear from him yourself. Um, And we are also going to have blah, blah, blah. Um, share a couple um, updates about something else that you'll see in a little bit. But I will begin um, with the um, with the regular updates. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Um, first of all, as you guys have know, the GovPoll five passed, right, which is the buybacks. Um, so we've done we did our second buyback today. Um, we actually bought back another, I think, forty k whale today for the treasury um that will be linked in the notes and we did the first the first buyback um was was shortly after the poll passed um and that was a big one because we had been accumulating vst um for some time in there we are we are developing a buyback bot um so just just to automate the process but in the meantime the buybacks will just be done manually and we will um we will post them as they are done but you'll see right you'll see the vust and the treasury go down and the whale go up um so everybody will be able to watch it um so the, the whale buybacks are happening Right. Um, we added a Cado ramp. We added a link to Cado, um, a buy UST button on our swap page. Um, so now anybody can come come to our page, use the um, the buy UST Cado widget to buy UST and uh, swap for whale right on our page. OK, so that was an update that we did recently um, have some updates on the uh, well, let's let's go over the bots real quick. Um, so as I've as I've told you guys and as I've said consistently on these calls, um, that we, when we launch the UST vault, you can expect the, the APR to be right about at anchors. Um, 
but it should increase over time, right? As we add strategies, as we continue to develop the bots um, and and build out the platform. So, um, you know, I want everybody to see and I want it to be noted that that's what's happening, right? That, you know, if you're watching our bot performance, even compared to say four weeks ago, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, um, you are seeing improvement, um, you know, every week, every other week, um, you know, more more pairs being armed, better hit rates, um, and profit sizes increasing as well, right? Just in the past um, 10 days, well, well, just yesterday, we, we had a, a $4,000 ARB hit, $4,051, um, you know, Luna ARB hit. And that's one that we, you know, we stole that from the, from the dragon, from the, 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 the ARB monster that that's ARBing everything on Terra, right? We, we won that ARB trade, um, it, you know, and then we've, we've also in the past seven, seven, 10 days, we've had, uh, an eight hundred and eighteen dollar ARB hit, a three hundred twenty dollar ARB hit, a two hundred eighty six. Um, we've had, we've had several, um, you know, decent sized ARB trades, and you're seeing the, you're seeing the increase, right? Um, we're beginning to see, um, the hits go up and the trade sizes go up and the um the yield go up. To be frank, uh, I think our yield right now, um, it, you know, on top of the anchor yield is like 08 percent, right? So. It's going in the right direction, right? So, um, you know, if you're if you're watching the long term, if you're watching the the, the trajectory, right? Bot team is grinding. You're going to hear from Sencom here, um, and the bots are improving. I I want that to be made clear. I want everybody to understand that, right? We are we are certainly going in the right direction. So, um, and I'll let I'll let Sencom speak to speak more specifically. Um, to them when we get to him. There's also a new APR calculation for the for the bot APR. Um, so this is now based on rolling weekly profit. So it's basically the seven day average. So it's, you know, currently right now it's 0.8. Um, so over the, you know, over seven days, that's your average um, additional yield on, on top of anchor yield, right? So that's the way, that's the way the calculation is done. It's a seven day average. Okay. Um, wanted want to give an update on the Luna Vault, right? So we're we're zeroing in on sort of a, a launch date for the Luna Vault. Um, there there have been some developments and there have been some some tweaks um, that I wanted to share. So you know, many of you have been asking, what the heck is the is the Luna Vault going to do? Since especially recently, the B Luna ARB just hasn't been present, right? There's been very little. Um, the the B Luna Premium, the Luna B Luna Premium, just hasn't been there. So what what's going to happen if there's no, um, you know, if there's no arbitrage present, right? So um, so here is the design of the vault. Here's the initial design of the vault. Okay, we are going to LP Luna B Luna in Astroport. All right. So that will be the passive income element of the Luna B Luna vault. Right. So and it's it's kind of just like our UST vault where the passive um, UST sits in anchor. Our passive Luna will sit in Luna B Luna Astroport, um, you know, Astroport LP. OK, then as, when there's um, when there's B Luna ARB opportunity, when B Luna crosses a certain threshold. Right. We will withdraw it from the LP and we will ARB the Luna B Luna. So that will be additional yield on top of the Luna B Luna LP. OK, now we will also add other. Um, arbs and other strategies so what will come next after that is the c luna arb which works basically the same way as the b luna arb and burn so same thing with c luna when it when it crosses a certain threshold let's say c luna is trading at 0.985 um luna we will buy c luna and burn it and then recycle it after the the 24 day period right so um this is the this is the general model of the luna vault it will sit in the um, in the Luna B Luna LP on Astroport, and then it will be withdrawn to um, uh, you know to our Luna B Luna Luna C Luna Luna um, to to buy and burn them, and then execute other other ARB strategies on top of that as well as we add them right. But that's where it's going to start. 
Okay. Um, so that will add passive income to the vault right now there we, we have, we have run into a couple minor technical issues um, with with the vault, and they're you know without getting too specific um, with the B Luna burn, right? There's been some changes to the B Luna burn mechanism recently. Um, also, there's a um, if B Luna Luna is off peg, they charge a 0.5 percent fee to burn. Um, to burn the B Luna, right? They they charge this fee. So what that does is it kind of throws a wrench um, a little bit in our flash loan architecture, okay? Because um, we don't know when this 0.5% fee is going to be assessed. And basically, um, the, the way the B Luna burn works is they don't guarantee you exactly what you're going to get when you burn um, the B Luna. It's not a fixed one-to-one all, all the time, okay? So, um, so what that means it's it's not a it's not a huge issue. However, um, we do need to have once we have the contract finished, um, we are going to have Oak Oak Security look at it again. Okay, now this isn't going to be a full audit. All right, it's going to be a review. They've already audited the contract, um, but it's going to be a review of of the same contract after we add the full functionality in. Um, so we do have that scheduled and we have that scheduled um, for mid-May, okay? And it's not going to take long, right? Um, they said it will take them a week to do. So we are we are looking at um, a LunaVault launch in the second half of May, all right? Um, you know, as much as I'd like to give a hard date, I, I can't right now, but right now it's looking like this, it's, it's, it's going to be the second half of May when we launch the LunaVault. Okay, um, so it's it's moving along well. Everything that we're talking about is very solvable. However, we want it. We want to have Oak look at it and review it just just for um, security. Just you know, just to make sure that everything is airtight, right? We don't want to take any chances with stuff like that. So that is the plan moving forward, and that is the update on the Luna Vault. Okay, but you can expect a launch in the second half of May of the Luna Vault. All right. Um, another announcement is, and this has been this has been announced on Discord. Um, Cyber Cyber Howard has stepped down as the as the CTO of the project um, for personal reasons. We wish him the best. Um, you know, Howard Howard is great. He was a a great asset to this project. You know, and and he will be missed for sure. Um, however, we we respect his decision and and all that stuff. Um, he will be available um, for us as an advisor as needed. Um, you know, he did a lot of the a lot of the heavy lifting on our V1 contracts, so he knows them better than anyone. So if we need to pull on him, he is he is available. It was nothing against the project. Project. It was just, you know, his his personal decision and personal stuff he's going through. Um, we are on good terms and everything like that. So um, and and guys, you know, Howard's very smart. He's you know, he's very he's very talented. I'm sure that, you know, you, you haven't seen the last of him in the Terry ecosystem and, and you know, <clears throat> the ibc and all that i'm sure that he will be he will be around so um so we wish him the best and we're thankful for the time that that um that he put in here at white whale okay the next thing is um we have some we have some opportunities that have come up that i wanted to introduce on this call um we will be opening some channels up in the discord to discuss these um but one of them is opening up um, a pool on Astroport. Okay, now Astroport reached out and they asked if we wanted to go through their governance process of doing a dual reward pool, dual incentive pool, either a whale UST or a whale VUST pool. If we wanted to put that through their governance, right now, as everybody knows, we were very proud to cancel our LP incentives, right? And that was a big step. That was an innovative step that the project did. Um, you know, and, and it was a good move, right? Um, however, personally, you know, and this will be decided by the community, but I think that this is worth considering, um, that it would be worth considering opening back up our, our LP incentives, right, for an Astroport pool, either a UST whale or a VUST whale, and for a number of reasons, 
Okay. Um, but basically, so <clears throat> it's not just to tap into the Astroport volume, right? We could do that. We could we could transfer our existing pool over to Astroport, right? Um, you know, we can accumulate Astroport. We we can we can accumulate Astroport in the Treasury, right? That's one thing. So if we if we start an Astroport pool with dual incentives. Okay. And if we use our treasury to LP it, right, as well as other, you know, as well as individuals can LP it. So if you're an individual, let's say you're an individual and you want to LP um, VUST whale on Astroport, right? So you could, what that allows you to do is that allows you to hold VUST. So have a deposit in the, in our vault, which contributes to keeping the PAG and earns that yield, right? It allows you to be long whale simultaneously. It allows you to earn Astro LP rewards, swap fees, and whale LP rewards, right? So it, that, that checks a whole lot of boxes. And if we do that through our treasury, you know, one, we're accumulating our own LP incentives, our own infl inflation into our treasury, and we're also accumulating Astro into our treasury, okay? Now, here's the kicker, right, is what we, we've been discussing this as a team, um, and I'll let, I'll let blah, blah, blah talk more about this, right? But um, White Whale is looking to join the Astro Wars, OK, so what that means is we want to discuss in our discord purchasing with our um, with our AUST, with our UST in the Treasury, um, a chunk of Astroport. OK, to stake. Right. Um, and with with that, OK, we could do a lot of things. Right. We can basically we could use it to direct LP rewards, Astro LP rewards that suits the interests of White Whale. So, for example, just like the Luna B Luna pool, which we're going to be using for our vault, right? Which we're going to be using for our um, for our Luna vault. We can direct we can direct LP rewards to that uh, you know to that pair, right? As well as our own pools that we have on Astro, right? So we are looking to jump in and to get into the to the Astro wars, um, and this would be a this would be another reason to do so. Okay, so um, you know, I'm very curious. You, you know, as as against um, you know, LP inflation, as I personally am, I think that there's a there's a, a you know, um, a several benefits to doing one of these pools on Astroport and opening up some inflation for that. And we do have the tokens to do it. We still have them to do it. However, this will be a community decision, right? So I look forward to the discussions on it. Um, you know, and and seeing where it goes um but that's right now that's those are the discussions we're having internally those are the discussions we're having with astroport um and and that's where things kind of lie so um with that being said why don't we why don't we have um blah 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 why don't you just touch base a little bit more on that and um the tr the treasury management um the treasury management aspect of it yeah. Um, so basically, we want, we've for a while now been uh, leaving our treasury a little bit idle, and we want this to be the accumulation of Astro to be one of the first steps in uh, moving towards a more active treasury management to add more value to um, the protocol. And um, so one of the ideas um, to just touch on with the Astro Wars is how how. White Whale will benefit specifically. I know you touched on it a little bit, but in the coming days, I think Retrograde just announced that they're coming out um, May 2nd, they're launching. Um, so one of the, an, like an example of something that we could do is we could purchase X Astro and swap it into Retro Astro and then place our purchased Astroport LP pools, um, which, we, which would be the B Luna Luna pool for our Luna Vault um, into Retrograde to boost our passive yield. Um, so basically, we would be setting ourselves up to to boost not only our, our our personal LP pools, but also the LP pools that we would be using in our arbitrage vaults. Um, and we think this is like a, a great symbiosis and great move where we have more control of our fate. Um, for a summary of what our tre our treasury has available to manage, we have about three point seven eight million UST at our disposal and are almost $4 million worth of Luna 
that is sitting uh, idle and uh, not, uh, not compounding currently. Um, the original idea was that we would hold off and hold, use this Luna to put in our Luna vault, but we're sort of reconsidering this idea um, mainly because we, we want the yield from our Luna vault to go to our users. And by putting the $4 million worth of Luna into our own Luna vault, we would sort of be taking vampiring some of that yield from our users to the protocol, which I mean, at the end of the day, the protocol, we want to grow the treasury as much as possible. But we also want a great user experience. And if we're taking some of that yield from our users, we, we think it would be better if our protocol finds yield elsewhere. And there's plenty of opportunities and we're going to be opening a, um, a discord channel for ideas on how to manage and best compound our Luna stack. Um, and put to use the 3.78 million UST, which we are really pushing forward and uh, a purchase of Astro to, to join the Astro Wars. Um, and then I think, yeah, I think that's about everything covered. So, Sebastian. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so so basically, um, you know, we're taking steps towards more active treasury management, and we think that this is um, one of the next steps right the um accumulate some astro and then as we you know as we stake it and as we um accumulate we'll, we'll be accumulating it with these lp positions as well so um it, you know and just with our stake now i mean we could be a significant player in the astro wars you know if we would if we were to buy a three million or a three million three and a half million dollar stake of astro um we could have a significant stake and um uh, you know, be a be a major player in in that. So, um, something to consider. Again, looking forward to the discussions. One more um, one more point I wanted to share is we also are developing um, you know a nebula strategy, a nebula arb strategy, which is on schedule. We will be ready. We will be arbing. The, the plan is to arb nebula pairs, nebula clusters, um, the moment they go live. Right as soon as they go live. So, uh, and we are excited about that, right? And we are we are ready <clears throat> and on schedule to do that. So that is, um, that's looking good. Um, all right, next thing I wanted to turn it over to Semcon and um, Semcon, why don't you just give, give a quick introduction of yourself and your kind of background um, and expertise. And then, um, and then just share kind of an overview of our bots and what you're working on and, um, and anything else you feel is relevant. Hi, thank you very much, Sebastian. Yeah, I'm Sencom. I'm a computer scientist. My background is in artificial intelligence, but I've been, um, I've been uh, getting my hands dirty in crypto for, for quite some time now, and I've been um, writing my own arbitrage bots. And um, that's how I joined the team um, last year yeah so much for me so regarding our bots um let me quickly tell you where we are right now so we have the ust luna layer one bots they are the ones doing the pack arp they didn't receive too much love lately and they don't still don't make too much profit but they are working since day one and they protect the pack so that's what sebastian calls the defense line and it holds and now there is the interdex bot that's our current flagship that's doing all the trades that you see on the dashboard that made the 4k trade a couple of days ago and that's pretty much a finished product right now close to finished we just released a new update today that allows us to trade multiple um, arbitrage arbitrage in one block and we're currently um, adding all the pools on Terra we can find. So right now we're trading on Loop, Astroport, uh, Terra Swap, and Prism. So and Terraformer, so five taxes. And we're trying to automate this process so that we stay on top of all the new pools and can ARP them the moment they go live. That's where we are right now. And um, currently in development, there is. Um, various mint and burn bots. One, the anchor bot, USD, AUSD, then whale, USD, VUSD, 
Kinetic, a project that just launched a couple of days ago, UST, KUST, and of course the Prism stuff, Luna with C Luna, Y Luna, and P Luna, I think. Um, so that's active in development. And the first, uh, let's say it, expansion is in work too, because we're going to Osmosis. And that's um, part of the active development, and I'm sure we'll see the first trades in the coming weeks on Osmosis. Um, yeah, that being said, I'd like to quickly talk about something I frequently hear in the Discord, uh, that is interchain arbitrage. So, big word. So let me quickly clear up the, with um, with the namings. So first, there's intra-chain arbitrage. That's trading in one chain only. That's what we're currently doing on Terra, and we will be doing that on Osmosis next. That's risk-free, because we can use our flashlands, for example. And then there's inter-chain arbitrage. That's trading between two chains. So, for example, between Terra and Osmosis. But that's inherently riskful and is nothing trivial, trivial to do because of the nature of IBC. Um, do we have plans to do interchain arbitrage? Yes, we do. Uh, we have quite concrete plans right now. Uh, how we can achieve this still with minimal risk, but there will always be risk. But this is nothing uh, we can achieve um, short term in the next month or two, as it requires a lot of development and uh, uses uh, cutting edge technology, even for the environment we're in. Um, so details will come sometime in the future, but first we'll need to expand to another chain, have our inter infrastructure there, and um, then we can start developing the interchain stuff. So... That's pretty much everything, Sebastian. Real, real quick, would you mind just commenting on um, the state of the competition, right? And um, our speed, right? Our how fast we are, how the quality of our bots, <clears throat> and just the current state um, <clears throat> of arbitrage in Terra. Yeah, sure. Yeah, as I mentioned, um, the the interdex bot is pretty much a finished product. Um, even though the the profit is not where uh, everyone likes to have it, um, but from the bot side itself, because that's that's something I often hear: the bots are not fast enough, um, and so on. But in fact, the bots, the code for the bots, is in fact as pretty much as fast as it is, as it can get. We're now depending on our setup run between sub millisecond and low single digits a millisecond from the time our node gets a transaction in you know some whale swaps a million luna to the uh, moment the node receives our trade so one or two milliseconds sometimes even less depending on our setup so there's really nothing we can do we're as close to the bottom on the core um doing byte level stuff we can't get it any any faster really um the problem we're having or we're seeing right now is that um this is a network a topology thing so um without going into too much detail the nodes uh, the nodes are uh, scattered all around the world and even though the the blockchain itself um is synchronous in that sense that everybody agrees to what's the state of the blocks but while there is consensus being made um they the nodes are not synchronous so if you query the node in for example um london you'll get different um a different answer than when you query it in um shanghai and that's because the transactions take time to propagate through the world. So if someone um, makes a TerraSwap uh, in Seoul, it takes some time to get to London. So the first, um, um, the first guys who can make the ARP are thus the guys who um, get the transaction first. And right now we're not the first to get the transactions. And that's why, even though our bot is blazingly fast, we still don't get the ARP. And we are 
still working on solutions on that. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, Sencom, for uh, for that update. Um, yeah. So you know, just kind of in more layman's terms, it, you know, basically, <clears throat> our bots are fast. We're we're going to beat any retail bot, right? Any anybody that's building a bot on their own or anything like that. We we have inst institutional grade bots, right? Um, we are still getting beat regularly, you know, ninety nine times out of a hundred by one particular entity. It's one entity, guys. It's there's you know just so everybody's aware of the state on Terra of arbitrage. There is one. Um, contract or set of contracts this entity runs a few contracts um with, with all the same commands all the same messages it's the same per it's the same entity um and they they have a stranglehold on arbitrage on terra right that's 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 what it is um and i'll say this um personally i don't think it's jump capital that's personally i i that's and it's just my guess we don't know right they're not doxed they're they're doing this in the dark right and they're printing money they're just they're printing money thousands of dollars every day um you know my my guess would be it's somebody close to tfl or a terracore dev or something like that um you know and the, the closest thing that we've done um you know uh, we've we've partnered with some validators and have have made connections with some validators um and this has enabled us to sometimes steal a trade <clears throat> right from this from this entity right sometimes we snatch one and we win one that's the only thing that's been able to given us a chance is if we have a direct connection to the validator and that's when we can win one right um but the, the point is that they're doing something that every nobody else is they're doing they have a secret that 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 nobody else is doing um and it's printing money for them right so we are committed to figuring out what they're doing and and guys you know we're doing this in the light right we're doing this for everybody to see and everybody to judge and everybody say look at these look at how how unprofitable their bots are and fud and everything you know they're they're doing it in the dark right um it, you know and and we're doing it for the community right we're doing not only are we doing it for ourselves but we're doing it for the community this is this is community-led arbitrage so we're we're determined to kind of keep banging on the door um, until we figure out what the secret is, right? Until we figure out what the heck um, that they're doing that you know that that's giving them this edge, right? That that they have. So, um, but in the meantime, we're also chase. We're also going after the lower hanging fruit, right? We're also going after these other pairs. Um, you know, as Sencom said, we're we're going to be starting, um, you know, arbing osmosis really soon here, right? We're we're ready to do, um, you know, to start arbing other chains, you know, that and, and that's just going to be the first one. Um, so so we're going after this other low hanging fruit. While in the meantime, we're still going to keep banging down this door um, to to try to you know to try to break open sort of the competitive edge that we're seeing on terra if if that makes sense all right so um so yeah so that's that's what i'll say right now in regards to the bots in regards to in regards to development so that that was a lot it's a lot of information there between the astro wars the bot updates the luna vault um right all this stuff so um so why don't we why don't we transition and um and take any questions that you guys have? All right, Marty, you're up, and Stefan, you are next. Okay, let's add Stefan. Yes, hello. Can you hear me? Oh, yep. Hello. Hey, thanks a lot for for your hard work. It sounds amazing what you're doing. Um, just a quick question about the Luna Vault. So uh, I'm wondering about your decision about taking a B Luna Luna instead of a Luna X or ST Luna Luna. I, I can touch on this. Well, so, so the initial um, Luna X is a little bit more complicated because it's compounding. So that will take a little extra work, but that is coming. So we will have a Luna Luna X portion of it. And so basically the main advantage of having the B Luna Luna pool is that you can add and remove from it instantly. So whenever a uh, arbitrage opportunity appears, um, you can exit the liquidity pool and arb it immediately, which would be wouldn't be possible if you were to just have like all the stuff 
all like all of our Luna staked until we saw the opportunity to take 21 days to unstake. Or like if it was sitting as Luna X, you'd have to swap to be Luna and then ARB. So then that might not be available. So we're going to have in the Luna vaults, whatever portions. Um, like, so if we're going to have, we're going to have some Luna be Luna um, for the Luna vault and then Luna C Luna for the, uh, like when we do the C Luna ARBs and then Luna Luna X for um, the Luna, when you do the Luna X ARB. So it's going to be sitting in its respective pool so that as soon as the opportunity arises, you can immediately um, be earning, uh, take advantage of the ARB and also be earning passive yield. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah, sure. Thanks. Okay. Uh, Marty. Please. Sorry about that. I actually didn't know I raised my hand, but I did want to volunteer that uh, if you need colo beside an osmosis uh, validator, you can use my uh, my colo to do that. It was kind of my private offer, but uh, great call. Love the direction. I'm a hodler of uh, white oil. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate, we appreciate that. Yeah, we'll be reaching out when we when we will you know when we're ready to cross that bridge. We'll uh, we'll find you. Thanks, Marty. More coin. You are up. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Yep. Oh, hi. So I don't have a specific question, but I did want to discuss something or discuss the uh, whale token itself. Is that okay? Hello. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. So. Um, I guess the first, the first way I want to start is that one, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. I know that this is hard. I know some people who do, uh, who make their own retail bots and it's a challenge and doing it on the scale that you guys are doing it on is definitely challenging. Um, so I, again, I want to take some time to talk about the whale token itself. Um, first, I guess my main, the main thing I would want to find out first is what do you think about getting the whale token to stop being right now? It seems like it's more of a uh, revenue source for most people. That's why there's so much sell pressure and to make it more of a way to access some protocol revenue. Essentially I'm asking about uh, profit sharing. What do you guys think of that general idea? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm not sure specifically where you're going. Uh, I mean, in terms of profit sharing, right? The, the the treasury. So so here, let me let me say this. Okay, generally speaking, the whale token is is meant to kind of be profit sharing, but we have to be careful when we talk about profit sharing, right? I I don't like that terminology. It it you know it has a, a regulatory tinge to it that we don't we don't really want to get get close to. Um, but but essentially, the whale token is meant to um you know basically you get a rights to the yield of the treasury so so to speak right so everything that the tr the treasury is generating from the swap fees okay to the interest that's being earned from the AUST that's being held right to what we do with the luna um everything that that the treasury is generating that is to be distributed to whale stakers okay so that's what they that's what they have the rights to and that includes you know 20% of the arbitrage profits right which is one and and um the withdrawal fees right the 0.1% withdrawal fees so you could you know i wouldn't but you could call all of that profit sharing right it's just right now we're paying those um we're paying that out as emissions as a way to get our tokens out there, right? Rather than by, you know, accumulating all of that yield, right? Using it to buy and then distribute the whale tokens, um, you know, which that would, that would be more direct, uh, you know, profit sharing. Um, and that would, that's what will happen eventually. Okay. It's just right now we need to get tokens out somehow, right? You got to distribute your tokens somehow. Um, you know, so while we're doing, instead we're accumulating that yield, we're accumulating the profits, we're accumulating these things in the treasury, um, and we're distributing the whale tokens. But eventually, there will be a switch to where everything that the treasury is generating um, will be used to buy and and distribute whale tokens. Okay, so I don't I don't know if that helps or or answers your question. It it 
I appreciate the answer, but what I'm talking about is more of a revenue share direct, right? And it doesn't necessarily have to come as like a secondary split after it enters the treasury. The, the reason I'm asking these things is you, you just alluded to, um, you just alluded to wanting to distribute the whale token. And what I would counter with is that at present, the distribution is such that supply is outpacing the demand for the token, right? Which is why we've seen such, at least in my opinion, this is why we've seen such consistent price depreciation. And if, if I guess making the token more valuable is the goal, I would suggest that the something of an opposite nature would need to happen. Like one, um, and I've posted this in the discord. One is that we need to allow people who have the whale token to have a direct access to some kind of revenue, which would mean that instead of being paid in an inflationary token, which is what's happening right now, um, they would be able to get something solid like UST, which I think most investors would prefer. Uh, two, I would suggest some kind of locking period, or if not direct locking, because I know that there's some contention about that, then some kind of incentive, uh, some kind of incentive besides inflationary rewards for that uh, to incentivize staking is, I'm sorry, is what I'm trying to say. And then three is some kind of way to reduce the circulating supply of sellable whale on the market. Because I do, I do agree that you want to get your tokens out. You definitely want to be as decentralized as possible. You want the most amount of people taking, place in, uh, taking part in governance. I understand all those things. But it seems that at this moment, this is coming at the expense of current whale holders. Because they're seeing that the, the value of the token that they hold is depreciating day by day. What are, what are your thoughts? It, well, a few things. One, um, for the most part, right, and it's it's not exact, but um, the yield, the current yield of the treasury, okay, um, when you the, the cumulative yield, right? So the swap fees, the interest earned on anchor, uh, right, everything that it's generating is about equal to what we're distributing in whale tokens. So it's it's not a it's not an inflationary emission um currently. You know, it's it's about equal and that that's how it was designed. Okay. That's one. Um you know the things that you're suggesting, right? And and the, they're fine ideas, you know, the, these are all like that's what our that's what our Discord is for. That's what our governance for. I, I mean, you know, distributing UST rewards. You know, okay. I mean, if whatever whatever gets consensus, right? This is a decentralized protocol. So whatever gets consensus and passes is is what the protocol will do. Um, you know, the the price action. I I don't. You know, there's not really much I could say. We as a team, right? We're focused on building and shipping. And delivering the stuff, and and we're focused on long term. I understand that it's painful, and everybody wants to wants to, to you know to do something to try to fix the bleeding, right? I I get that, I I get it, and I I feel it. You know, there's there's been max pain, right? There's where you know it's it's been it is what it is, right? Um, you know, but I guess the the suggestions, a lot of them, a lot of them have been discussed in in the discord and again um if they reach consensus consensus if they get momentum behind them then we take the next steps and we open up gov channels we open up uh, a discussion channel and then we submit a governance proposal to initiate these changes um so i i think there what, what, I, uh, i'm sorry no it, sorry I'm, I didn't okay yeah and this will be the last this will be the last because i i want to i want to open it up to other people who have questions too but go ahead and make your comment uh, I would ask then, what, how would one measure consensus, right? Because I've been in the Discord for the last two days, and yeah. I've I've come, I've had a, a bunch of very good discussions with multiple people in the Discord, and we've come to some type of agreement on these kind of tokenomic changes. But I'm not really sure what next steps would be. There's no there's no clear roadmap on how you would measure consensus because if you do if you do agree that these changes are reasonable. And you do agree that if there's some kind of consensus, we can start moving in that direction. 
right now, from my perspective as somebody who's not part of the overall team, I'm sorry, I can hear myself. Um, right now, from my perspective as someone who's not part of the overall team, there doesn't seem to be a path forward, at least in terms there doesn't seem to be a path forward to yeah. take that All right, listen, step. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop you. Um, so I've seen you in the Discord the past two two days. I think you've said three days. You've been very active, right? I, I haven't seen you much before. We are watching. I'm sorry. I've had a I've had a horrible stomach flu, um, but I've been watching. I'm sorry as, to hear that, man. Yeah, as as much as I can. Then there there is clear next steps. There is. Um, you know what what happens is. If it, you know, if an idea has momentum in the general chat, we open up a governance discussion channel for that specific idea, right? And and we kind of break it down further. Then when we reach consensus there, we start a gov poll, right? Which anybody can do, right? Anybody can start a gov poll, right? It it costs you five thousand whale, but anybody can do it. Um, you know, but that but that's sort of the process, you know. So so it is there. Um, you know, we we have seen what you've been what you've been typing in the discord, you know, again, a lot of the stuff. So, and I, I know you've been very active recently in the last couple of days. Um, you know, a, a lot of the things have previously been discussed, right? Um, so I think there needs to be some, some hashing through and some kind of pinpointing and zeroing in on, okay, what are, what are concrete things that we want to move on here? Right. Um, you know, but but there definitely is a path forward to get things to get things changed and moved. I mean, this is, you know, that that's what we've been doing here, right? Is creating this environment where the community can speak, speak, we can listen, and we can make changes based on what what consensus reaches around. But it does take take time. It takes longer than two days, you know. Um, so it's I I would just you know if if you feel strongly that changes changes need to happen and you have ideas, you know, you're you're free to lobby for them in there and um and see see where it goes right but we are watching and and the process is there all right let's okay, um, let's awesome. let's move, move on hey, to thanks the for giving me a chance to speak you guys yep. i appreciate yep. everything you're doing thank you yep. thank you next question uh we actually have no one else david did, did you want to mention say something i uh, just wanted to mention that um Marco and you could run some numbers because token economic, that's a model. You can run numbers, and then we can objectively evaluate if you have improvements that are uh, worth it. I, I would be more than happy to do that, of course. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. All right, All right we have, we our, have our Massim. Small. Yep. Thanks, Morcoin. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for all you're doing. You guys are great. You're, you're truly, I see the passion. And... and I, I see great things coming up for you guys and for us as a community. Really, thank you. Uh, what I wanted to ask was about this this um, entity that you guys think is stealing all the arbitrage opportunities. What do you think uh, is it that uh, Whitewell is missing uh, compared to what these guys have? Um, is it is it is it is it about infrastructure? Is it about coding? Is it about like Batman? I don't know. What, what could it be? What do you guys think? I can take that question. Thank you. I can take Thank that you. question. So um, as I previously mentioned, on the bot side, there's not much we can do speed-wise. Um, so to understand why we are not hitting the trace we should be, we have to understand a little bit about how the blockchain works. And um, to not make it too complicated, but there is asymmetric information in the network because a transaction submitted in Seoul takes time to move to the US, around 200, 300 milliseconds tops. And that's the time we are missing. And the nodes there, um, the topology is in a ring structure where every node is connected to a maximum of 12 different nodes. So if you, um, if you imagine that, there's basically a, a ranking where our node is and where the public nodes are and all the transactions they go to the public nodes first so everyone that uses terra station or whatever wallet they use it goes to the public nodes and then gets distributed in the network and then um, you cannot really um, determine where you are in the network it's randomized so then maybe we get 
three other nodes first and then our node comes and then we get the transaction and then we arbit and then it goes back to the validators we're connected to. But um, the issue we have right now is that we're not the first to see the transaction. Simply, we don't, the, you can, I mean, you can look in the contracts who's winning all the trades. It's the contracts called run and these, we call them run guys. They just see things we don't see yet they see it 100 200 milliseconds before us because they have a favorable uh, most likely they have a favorable position in the inside the network which means they are close to the public nodes somehow i see That's, so so it's so, sorry to interrupt you so uh it looks like it, it it's something that has to 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 like related to, to the topology of the network and where these these guys are positioned Compared yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent sure. No, okay, okay. Thank you, thank you for that. And and you know, to that, we have also we have spent thousands of dollars on infrastructure. You know, we we have set up nodes all over the world. We have researched where validators are and set up nodes next to them. We have um we have done a lot of trial and error on the infrastructure side. Um, to reduce the that latency as much as possible as well right so um we're still kind of left wondering you know we, we we've we've narrowed it down a little bit like we know we know what they're not doing right so um they're not colluding with validators it seems right because you know we've we've partnered with some validators and we've seen how far that has gotten and and they're still winning on ones that we know that they don't have like their validators they don't have partnerships with so like it's not that um you know so it's it's a matter of trial and error and sort of z eliminating possibilities and figuring out okay what is what exactly is this edge and how how can we get it or how can we at least get um a level playing field right because they're obviously they're not you know revealing they're not offering up hey here's what we're doing guys come come do it we'll gladly share all our profits with you right um and you know it's clear that they're the only ones doing it because they're you know they're beating everybody they're just beating everybody so thank you thank you yeah. ivan btc you're up and bob you are up. you're next all right ivan logged off so bob you're up Yep. um thanks for for having this community call so i had a couple couple different questions one is, have you guys quantified the amount of profit that this other entity is making? If we say that they are, you know, getting all of the ARBs, what is that profit, you know, on a weekly, monthly, yearly um, time frame? I can take this one. Um, we've seen anywhere from like, I think we, we have done some tracking and it, their contracts constantly changing, so it's sometimes hard to keep track of them. But it can any range from multiple thousands to sometimes they hit humongous trades. Like we've seen them hit like a two hundred k arc where they've made two hundred k in one, a single trade. That's pretty rare, but on average, it's about um, it can range from five to ten to twenty k a day. So if we get any any portion of that, we could be making a decent yield for our um ust vault which if that helps answer right yeah that, that does right because the question is saying this is this is the space that you want to try to you know take over gain profit the question yeah. is how much of the pie even is there you know what's the, what's the total amount of money there is to make within this you know ecosystem just on the terra chain um then there's competing for it and for that 200k arb how much did they have to deploy to to seize that arb uh 200k you're saying 200k was the profit that was the profit right he's asking was also the, the trade total, size was both what the total trade size was trade size was 200k and profit was 400k i think it was pretty awesome so, so double. there's a couple of these it, it's not like uh, i can look for that one specific one but there's also been some other rare ones where they also make like 100k or something stuff like right, that right and it can range where Sometimes it's a small trade size and somehow they make a, a ton of money. And sometimes it's like, like David said, 200K and then they make more. Okay, then here's, here's the, I guess, the follow-up question to that. What is the largest amount of capital they've had to deploy in a single trade that you're aware of? 
I can look at what what we've pulled on tracking them, and and I haven't actually taken an av- like a, the, done a max on their trade size, but we've seen yeah. like like the highest is usually like two hundred to half a million. Um, I you know we've seen seven figure trades. We've we've seen that, but I mean you don't see them higher than you know higher than a million. You know the low millions, something like that. Right. Where, where, so what's where are you going with this, Bob? Well, one one was just wanting to actually know that, that information, right? Like what is right? We're saying, hey, the goal is beating them. We're saying, all right, how much money are they making? The question is, how much money do they have sitting in their contracts to deploy? You know, right. for this, right? If they they clearly yeah. have money funded, they're doing this profitably. I'm guessing that they right to be ridiculous. They don't have a billion dollars sitting in that contract to deploy because they can't use it. So the question is, what is the best operator doing, and how much money do they have set aside for that arbing opportunity? And are we outpacing that in the amount of capital that we have sitting kind of dead on the side? Um, and is the team open to deploying that capital elsewhere if it's yeah, saying that well, it's reasonable. not possible to use these funds? Sure. Yeah. So I understand, I understand what you're saying. Now. <clears throat> so they, they have, uh, and, and the contract, you know, we, we can look at the contract, right? We have the contract address. We could see how much UST they have sitting in the contract. Um, you know, it's, it's not more than a million bucks. Right. And I would, I would imagine it's probably six figures. I've looked at it from time to time before. So you're saying, why do we have 30 million of capital just sitting there, which we have it in anchor. Right. right. But, um, but but that's not the point, right? The the point is that w- one we we don't really know how how much capital and how large the trade sizes will be in a depegging event, right? In a, in in a significant depegging event, right? And that's what that capital is there for. That's what the capital is on reserve for, right? That was the original vision of the protocol: is you can earn money in anchor while you're your funds are sitting as reserve, you know, ready to protect the peg in the event of a depegging event, right? So this whole thought, you know, that, well, why is it just sitting there and why is it being inefficient? You know, well, it's it's not. It's it's earning anchor yield and it's there to protect the peg. So uh, a follow-up, you know, a, a question that leads to, is you guys talked about people can pass a governance, um, you know, vote and, and there's, you know, this is kind of community led or directed and obviously governance is not automated which you know it's should never be automated right like we saw what happened with the whole bean uh, attack because they had automated governance so uh, even after a governance proposal passes it's still up to the team to you know decide whether or not they want to execute that and so the question is how committed is the team to doing that if if the community passed a proposal you know, that change direction some? Well, you know, if, if we, if the team were to not implement a proposal that the community passed, then the team, we would be accountable to the community, all right? I mean, we would be accountable to the consequences of that. I mean, everything's public, right? So if we were, if we're, we were to define a, a past proposal, then, you know, the fallout, I mean, and it's anyone's guess what the fallout could be. There could be a run on, you know, I, I mean, that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that question, Bob. I mean, we, we have no intention of defying a community proposal that's passed. I, I'm just not sure what, I'm not sure what what the point is of, of that. I mean, we, you know, and here's the other thing too, is that, we, you know, the plan is not for it to always just be team implemented. There are some things that could be automated. Yeah, the, the bean thing was unfortunate, right? But there are certain things, levers that can be um, that can be put right into the governance contract to change parameters and different things like that, um, that can just be executed automatically, right? So um, the plan is to move more toward an automated model. It's just for our V1 governance, everything is, everything is done via text. So, right. Uh, any other questions? Um, yeah, but I, I guess I can write those out in the the Discord for for actual you know, proposals. You know, the the question being along the lines of if if the that vision of saying people can have their money earning anchor, but it's there to defend the peg, 
um, in the case of it, you know, the possibility of having two separate pools. One is a pool that just, it just sits there on anchor and it's not being, you know, uh, gaining funds from the arbitrage trade. It's just there's that backup emergency. It's people that want to have their funds available to defend the peg should that happen. Um, and versus a separate pool that is, you know, taking all of the ARB profits into that, that pool with whale um, because the, right? Like people are extremely diluted um, in terms of what, what little yield there is. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if there's a more efficient way to do it, then we're, we're all ears. Okay. Any, any other, any other questions from anybody else? Yeah. Uh, I'm in BTC. This will be the last question, by the way. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to ask about flash loans. because so I know you implemented the first flash loan on Terra. And you were talking about the hackathon a few weeks ago. And I think that's a really interesting way of introducing the public to, to the flash loans and make them user-friendly. So how's that going? You see it, is there a plan to move that forward? So um, currently what we're doing is we're, we're looking for partners, right? We don't want to host the hackathon by ourselves, right? Every hackathon on Terra that you see is done with a sort of a coalition um, of partners, of VCs, of um, you know, different projects or whatever. So we're, um, we're currently, you know, behind the scenes, um, reaching out to some of our friends in the ecosystem and kind of building a coalition, um, you know, to move forward with it. We expect to have something announced, um, and, and some concrete plans by the, um, by the TerraDAP Expo in Austin. So we'll have a booth there, um, and we we expect to have something um, ready to announce by then. That's that's at least the game plan. Okay, that's great. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Um, that is all for today. Is there any other any other last quick questions? Are we good? I think it doesn't look like there's anybody else. Right. No, that's it. Okay. All right. Thank you all for joining us. Um, we appreciate it. Thank you all for your support. Um, we will see you all again and, and be on the, be looking out for these, um, for these, these new issues to discuss on the discord, um, you know, in these new channels so we can move forward with some of these things, um, especially the, the Astroport pool, the Astroport purchase, um, and, and those kinds of things. Um, all right, we will see you again in a couple of weeks. Everybody have a good one. Thanks. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the White Whale Community Update number 8, recorded on Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Visit OC's What We Do page using the link in the show notes to take advantage of some of their other educational resources, including weekly meetups to discuss Terra protocols, strategies, and concepts, the Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, and YouTube explainer videos on Terra concepts. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Laying there at night while I'm counting sheep. Brain on repeat, no amount of please. Would you shut the fuck up? Yo, I'm trying to sleep. Not till you write it down to remind your genius ass in the morning. When you wake up to realize it was nothing more than a weird dream. And you feel like everybody's on the tape, but things aren't always what they seem. What's real to me isn't real to you. Living this reality is barely new. And if you've seen this little feud, you'd be filling up your gas tanks too. We're living in a fucking simulation of a simulation Don't look back or you'll get sucked into the miscommunication All this dumb fucking ruckus, drink bleach here Keep a tight demeanor and swing for the bleachers This ball is crushed Man, what a shot for Ben 
I feel like I wanna kick the bucket over, spill the fun, release some other means of hunting. All these silly motherfuckers coming at us like we don't got a bunch of guns or something. These are fucked up times we're living in, and I don't need the judgment. Free the suffer, no need to suffer. The leaders busted freedom, hunter disagreements wander. Cold streets filled with screaming bottom feeders. Take me to your leaders, blasting propaganda through the speakers. So if you wanna build, let's build. But if you wanna steal, get buried in the field Double duty at the rockin' Rudy Coppin' fruity, not a newbie Got the rubies hostile looking like Chewbacca Threw me through the window Fuckin' sue me, now I'm looking all hypnotic bougie With a bunch of suckers I went to school with who barely knew me Students sitting here fucking clueless looking at the next duck trying to see who the goose is Should've paid more attention to the hole in the boat Now tell me why y'all still vote Spaces.